everyone. Welcome to Take a Fashion Seat. Tonight's book is episode 11 of the book series, The Worthy Wardrobe by the beautiful Morgan Wider. It's your guide to style, shopping, and soul. So what I like how the introduction opened up and she said, when I started writing this book, I posted on social media a request to interview women about their wardrobes. I was overwhelmed and extremely grateful that over 70 women from across the country, many of them complete strangers, volunteered to speak with me. Dana was one of those women. At the beginning of our phone interview, she informed me that we met at a woman's leadership retreat a few months earlier. To this day, I don't remember us ever crossing paths. So at this retreat, there had been symbolic burnings of, of what no longer served us, recognition of our core values, tight hugs and hand-holding, and lots of tears. Um, then she went on to say, the Dana who had shown up to that wooded lakeside compounded for the retreat was a 41-year-old looking for a change. As a VP of banking technology at one of the world's largest banks, Dana was hard worker and had become the critical resource her team and her family relied on because she was always doing things for others. Dana never bothered to care about her image, adopting as an invisible wardrobe of baggy black pants, tops, and sweaters. So as you can see, the book was really heartfelt, touching, and she described a lot about many of the women that she interviewed and their wardrobe, and it was just so beautiful. Um, and there was many stories that uh, Miss Wider told um, since she went into her story um, where she said she grew up in St. Paul, Minnesota. She said, growing up in suburban St. Paul, Minnesota, not only was I the tallest kid in the class, but I was often the only black girl. By third grade, I had developed hips that mirrored my mother's, which was faster than anyone else in the elementary school. Blending in what literally impossible, instead I tried to hide the many things I thought were wrong about my body under baggy cargo shorts and striped t-shirts from the boys' husky department. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. But it's true, a lot of times how we start off is not how we end up with our wardrobes. Um, and there were beautiful quotes throughout the book, and this was one that I liked. It was, we are all God's children, and it's time we start look, looking the part. So if you're God's children, you want to look good, you know? you part of the God community. You want to look good. That's how I feel. So, and there was another one. Without a firm foundation of truth about your divinity and worthiness, it's impossible to have style. So there was many quotes throughout the book. Um, and then she went into body love. So no matter what your body looks like, you should love it and take good care of it. Um, to, she said, to avoid disappointment, lots of us get stuck waiting for the day. we always waiting for the day. We finally love everything about our bodies and go shopping for clothes we love. That's when we'll finally be happy, we say. We forebode joy to a mythical destination of perky boobs, that tummy, slim hips, amazing legs, but for most of us that day doesn't come. For some the roadblock to our body love is leftover pregnancies. Wait, for other women the roadblocks are the battle scars, the illness. So she said, in word, deed, and wardrobe, my friend Montrese has always been a perfectionist. 
In the three years I've known her, she has never misspoken a word or had a hair out of place. Montrese confided in me that 10 years ago, the world was turned upside down with diagnosis of Crohn's disease. She shared her years-long journey of suffering from a surgery to remove parts of her intestines. Oh my, I can't imagine that. Resulting in her having to permanently use an ostomy pouch. I was in total shock when she told me this. So, as I was reading this book, it was getting personal, guys. Like, she was telling stories about real women, what we go through. So, we can't help it sometimes of how our body, body types are. So we have to use what we have. If our bodies are distorted in any type of way, we have to take care of it and still nourish it and buy nice clothes to go on it. And this is um, from the painter. I know you guys heard of Frida Carlo. She said, at the end of the day, we can endure much more than we, than we think we can. So you can deal with it. I mean, if things come your way, whether it's weight or if you don't have weight, you can deal with it. Just deal with it at hand and whatever come your way, try to be strong and deal with it. Um, so I, the book went on to talk about pink and blue. So she went into pink and blue. She says, um, growing up in a household with two highly educated professional parents. So she had two professional parents. I heard variations of the above phrase. At the early age, I concluded that I had to make a choice between being smart or pretty. And with my parents, the only option was the former. So she had to, <laughs> she had to, her parents wanted her to be educated. You know, I mean, being pretty is another thing. So academics were highly prized in my house. Books were everywhere, with my parents often hosting monthly book club meetings. <laughs> so she went into that. This was all about her personal self. Um, and then she she lended stuff about um, if people can judge. So she said, if people can judge so much about a man based solely on a navy suit, imagine how much impact our clothing choices have as women. Confidence's level of success, trustworthiness of all critical factors when determining whether to do business with someone. So you people look at all of that. So here's the hero's journal, journey, I'm sorry, which was in chapter 7. She says, um, Megan's story is one I've heard and seen so many times from clients. Their journeys of reaching professional success was like this. Step 1, be the smartest, hardest working person on the team. Step 2, while you're busy working hard, fight against typical stereotypes by downplaying anything that could draw attention to your gender or your race, including feminine clothing, makeup, hair, tone, etc. Step three, create multiple personalities on a duty self, of duty self, exhaust yourself to keep the two crossing paths. Receive big promotions, that was four. Once you've made it, then let loose a little bit, let your hair down, that was step five. Um, so then she says, um, while there is no question that racism, sexism, and homophobia are still rampant in our society, a tide is changing. A new era of expression and individuality is here. So I was glad that she talked about how important for us to be individual. Whatever you are, whoever you are, be the best that you can be. Dressed within your power and just come out and make your bold statements. Um, here was a quote by being grounded in your worthiness. You're confident about the, what you bring to the table. You're not desperate. 
for approval, which is the ultimate power. So you guys, you hear that? And I'm going to say it one more time because this quote is very important. By being grounded in your worthiness, you're confident about what you bring to the table. You're so not desperate for approval, which is the ultimate power move. So you guys practice that. Don't care about what nobody's saying around you. If you be you and know what you're talking about when you come in the room. Um, and, you know, and then it says being professional tips. So here's some professional tips that she gave. Choose red or any other color shoe that makes a statement. My personal favorite is leopard. So she's going bold. Like if she likes red and she makes a statement with her leopard. Add jewelry. Layers of pearls, bold costume jewelry, and brooches. Try in interesting color combination and prints. Try an orange blouse with a camel sweater. Or try black and white polka dot top with black and striped pants. You know, and don um, a vest or polished leather jacket instead of a blazer or a, car a cardigan. Then she said, give your legs some air and a dress or a skirt instead of always wearing pants. Wear a dress sometime. So, you know, you just, the impression of the increase she talked about. Then she said, um, in the 1910 Landmark Guide to, to Wealth Creation, the science of getting rich, your master key to success, while it waddles, outlines specific practices that ensure personal and financial success, one of which is always given the impression of increase. So whatever you do, always try to increase what you're doing. Don't stay in. If you don't have a lot of money this week, try to focus on having more money next week. If you need to get in school, go register for school, do your thing, but always look for the increase. Don't stay in the same place. Always strive for better. So this is with Jennifer Lopez. This was a quote that she said in the book. I feel more confident and at peace with who I am and aware of what I bring to the table. But, the, but that was a huge journey. When you find you, really find you. That's when everything starts falling into place. And this was by J-Lo. So Jennifer Lopez's quote was also in the book. Um, and then she's, this is what um, Miss Wider also said. My wardrobe became dressier than ever. For every network opportunity or speaking engagement, I wore a statement dress or a pleated skirt or a bright blouse. High heels replaced the flats. I had several clients tell me that they chose to work with me over another styles because they knew they could trust me with the image based on how I cared for myself. But wardrobe choices aren't important just for image consultants like me. So it's important guys to be yourself and look pretty wherever you go or handsome and land that job because you know what to put together, what pieces um, are bold and make a statement. And people will look at that and they will trust your judgment because they see you know how to put yourself together. So she said, crown yourself. Um, after every one of the presentations, it never fails that a woman in the audience asks me what hairstyles and makeup applications are deemed professional. I especially get questions from black women about their hair. A question like, what would people think if I wear my hair in braids? Is more about permission than professionalism. Just as there have been so many unspoken rules about wardrobe choices. There are many pressures to conform when it comes to beauty. So she said, um, you know, she would try to help and give him advice. Um, it's time to change that narrative. My advice is as long as you look like you poured yourself together 
So listen to this, guys. As long as you look like you pulled yourself together, wear your hair however you feel pretty, there's something to be said about using your hair as part of your brand and creating a consistent look. But if switching it up gives you the confidence you need to start each day, keep your options open. So do whatever you want to do with your hair. But make that bring the look together. You have to bring it. It has to be polished. So everything has to be mind over matter. Um, the book went into sexy. She said, um, not to toot my horn, but as a stylist, I know how to use my wardrobe as networking asset. She said, as at these types of events, I was usually the best dressed in the room, full of boring black suits. <laughs> and my distinctive green and blue striped Masani sweater, dress and brand new nude pumps. Tonight was no exception, but as that blister began to form from the new shoes, I started to feel self-conscious of my painful shoe hobble and was ready to go home. So be careful with the um, shoes you wear because you can look cute with your shoes, but sometimes the shoes, they're too tight. <laughs> and, you know, being strong is very sexy. This was by Santa Lathan, the actress. So she even said, you know, by using her sex appeal to her advantage, um, Alexis was inspiring and inv inviting action. Not the kind of action, but the kind that resulted in sold a house or got a check. Her sexiness invited people into her circle, allowing her to expand her network. So whatever you use, whatever you got, you use it to your advantage, to bring that increase. You remember? Your wardrobe has to be, you know, able to bring you, you to the next level. So um, the book went on to talk about fabrics and um, worthy ways to uh, put outfits together. Um, she went into um, like this particular part that she wrote about um, not being fearful. Um, then she's saying, become the woman. And I love this part. I'm almost finished, guys. But I got to tell you about becoming the woman you want to be or the man or whatever. So she said, while the idea of only owning 24 items in your closet, she said, uh, my good friend, Shannon, is a courageous overachiever getting her entire closet down to 19 items so let me tell you guys what the items are because you want to have these basics in your closet three t-shirts two black and one gray listen listen careful guys three t-shirts two black and one gray a denim shirt black turtleneck and look I was looking for one this week because for next week, I, I do the everyday look, and I have a khaki skirt, and I saw um, on New York Fashion Week, one of the uh, street style uh, beautiful women was walking around. She had a khaki skirt and a turtleneck, and I said, I need to achieve that look. I found the khaki skirt, but I couldn't find a black turtleneck, and I found a black blazer. So, everyone, you please get a black turtleneck. I need to go find me one to put in my closet. Okay, so she said, also add black jeans, a black skirt, black dress, white dress, cut-off denim shorts, black pumps, black booties, like they, the little shoes, two pair of sandals, two pairs of sneakers, and camel wool coat, a black leather jacket, and a black puffer. That that's, was the items. 
Shannon doesn't have so few items just because she likes extra space in her closet. So she explained to me what prompted her closet, you know, what was happening with it. She said, um, the kind of work I do, the people I interact with, the experiences I want to have, and my style. Now I'm constantly assessing and editing with a quiet sense of determination. She continued, if something or someone, an opportunity is in alignment with my goals, and I said, it, 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 it goes. The more you know, the less you need. So that was some pieces that she wanted to add to her closet. So I'm almost finished, guys, cleaning up the closet. She went into, so remember that you are divine. You might have spent some years covered up in mud <laughs> and frumpy cardigans, but you are still a golden Buddha. Forgive yourself of the past. We all have them. Don't get stuck, you know. Um, happiness and the confidence are the prettiest things you can wear. This was by Taylor Swift, you guys. The beautiful Taylor Swift. That was one of the quotes that she lent to the book. And then Tina Turner, she said, Sometimes you've got to let everything go. Purge yourself. It's, if you're unhappy with anything, whatever it's bringing you down, get rid of it. Because you'll find that when you're free, you are true creativity. Your true self come out. And that was by Tina Turner. Um, and, you know, she went on. There were so many quotes. The quotes were just beautiful. She just wants you to feel worthy when, you know, when you're dressing. Feel worthy. Here's one from Beyonce. It is so liberating to really know what I want, what truly makes me happy, what I will not tolerate. I have learned that it is no one else's job to take care of me but me. So you've got to take care of yourself. you got to go out there and purchase the items that you want to purchase. And you got to look good, um, feel good. This is Rihanna. Now, Rihanna just did the Super Bowl. Um, this is one of her quotes. I've always believed that when you follow your heart or your gut, when you really follow the things that feel great to you, you can never lose. Because settling is the worst feeling in the world. So never settle. you got to step out in faith. The book was saying, step out in faith, whatever you do. Um, we got two minutes, guys. we got two more minutes. So we almost finished. So intentionally investing. Um, so let me tell you about some of the things you want to invest. In fabric. So these are the things in fabric. Silk, wool, cashmere. Real leather. You can do vegan leather if you believe in the planet, and that's what I believe in. So you can do your vegan. Um, your suede's are obviously high quality. Um, your finishes, you got to divine is in the details. Check the inside of a garment. For lining, pockets, heavy zippers, reinforced buttons, and snaps. That was great, guys. Flatter. Fit, it may surprise you that your fit is at the end of the priority list, but assuming you can get the item over your head or hips, fit can be altered. Fun, make sure your outfit is fun. Uh, effect, what effect does the garment have? Does it send a message that it is in alignment with how you want to be perceived? Function, what's the end use of the garment? What purpose does it serve? Eight, frequency. How often will you wear it with most professional environments? Leaning toward business casual dress codes. Most of your wardrobe should be worn in and out of the office. Okay, so splurge on pants, save on skirts. So she went on to splurge on your shoes. She splurge on blazers, jackets. Guys, we're winding down. Splurge on classic jewelry, save on costume jewelry. Splurge on work bags, save on evening bags. So that would, my 20 minutes is up, guys. So I'm going to end it on worthy words. I am a worthy investment. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed.
The Worthy Wardrobe. It was a great read. Good night, everybody. Thank you for tuning into my podcast.